Welcome back, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. I think America's like a sleeping giant, and I think it's beginning to wake up, and I want to help with the awakening so that it survives. All creepily got your friggin' nose all up in everybody's hair. Now, I personally don't like him. I think the guy's a complete moron. Now's the time to stand up for yourself and stand up for what you believe in. You don't go from a bartender to a congresswoman. It's just so dumb. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> no audio today, just this ugly face and this ugly voice. Um, you know, I, I told you the other day that uh, you didn't get a uh, video for Monday because I a new program and I'm trying to figure out the whole green screen thing. And it's not, I mean, obviously I know, understand how to do it. It's not that it's figuring out each program so different and, you know, to get the shading right and everything. So I was trying to work on that. I was supposed to have the video out yesterday, but when your minions in your house like to mess with your stuff, sometimes either out of neglect or just busy or forgetfulness or whatever the case may be, you forget to check your stuff. So I did everything, I recorded everything, the green screen came out fine, everything looked good, <laughs> except the audio. Uh, I went after I had everything finished and complete and uploaded. Uh, I checked the audio and I was like, what in the hell happened there? Well, the kids turned the echo up on my microphone. I have two separate microphones. If you see the video, you'll notice there's a little one at the bottom and a bigger fluffy one up at the top. Well, the top is for audio only, which goes in for my podcast. The bottom is for video well, they turned the echo feature up all the way on the video one, so it sounded like I was talking to God, or I was, yeah, God, is that you? <laughs> so, it was pretty bad. Uh, needless to say, episode was already done. It's not like I can go back and repeat it word for word, and I wasn't going to do it over again, so I iced the video part of it, because since it's separate, it was easy enough to do, and I just sent out the audio format of it. So, with that being said, you should see the video today, being Wednesday, and uh, I think we're all on point now with what needs to be done. So, let's get into it. There's been a little bit of a cry coming out of the White House that they're uh, upset that people are only recognizing Biden's failures and they're not recognizing when Biden actually does something that benefits the people. Specifically, they're talking about gas, which I'll come back to in a second. But that was what their uh, specific complaint was that, they, you know, no one is giving them the credit that they feel that, that they are deserved because they're doing such an excellent job in their opinion. Well, first of all, they're not doing an excellent job. Let's be honest. They, they pretty much, have, it's, this administration has been a disaster since day one. Since Joe Biden got in the White House and in his first weeks, you know, it was like, please take a pen away from that guy because everything that he signed, he just set it up for what you're seeing today. You know, it takes a little bit of time for things to fall into place, but all of the executive orders that he was signing and or canceling is why we are where we are right now. Um, his approval rating. <laughs> and I know we talk about this frequently, but it's important to know, especially as we're getting closer and closer to election, how the American feel about Sleepy Creepy and his performance. Uh, according to Breitbart News, 
Biden's economic approval rating has dropped five points from April to a 30%, lower than the lowest points of both Donald Trump at 41% and Barack Obama's at 37% in their presidencies. Biden, uh, down by political affiliation, Biden's economic actions are supported by 6% of Republicans, 25% of independents, 58% of Democrats, which is even a low number to say you, you barely have half of your own base that approves of what you do. Republicans, you know, whatever 6% that is, maybe they don't pay attention or they're rhinos. Um, uh, independents got to remember that independents at one point in time were either, or, you know, there are some that have never been, but a lot of independents, the reason they are what they are is because they no longer associate with their party. So they go somewhere in the middle. So 25% is not too surprising that you still have 25% of them to think what he's doing is okay, but it's, he's, he's doing real bad. I mean, <laughs> right. Obviously, <laughs> Uh, out of 800 people polled nationally between July 7th and July 10th, uh, 51% say Biden's efforts to combat inflation are making no difference. 30% uh, contended that his policies hurt more than they help, and just 12% believe that Biden is improving the economy. Where are those 12% at? I would love to hear somebody come and argue and challenge any of us to tell me that he's doing a good job here as we're all suffering. Uh, keep in mind that this poll gives you a margin of error plus or minus three and a half percent. Um, <sighs> worst inflation since 1981, 41 year high in inflation, gas prices, are well over $4 a gallon. Okay. Let's get into the gas price. Yeah. You know, keep in mind that polls are, they're subjective to who you're polling. You know, if I want to put out a poll for Donald Trump, and I want to know how many people love Donald Trump. Depending on who I call and what area I call and I'm doing the polling in, you know, I could get a desired number that I want. I can get the outcome that I'm looking for because it's easy to do. So when you hear a poll like this, and it is from CSNBC, my guess is it's probably a lot worse than that. Uh, it just, they are going to pull people that'll be more kind. So his numbers don't look as bad as they more than likely truly are, because I'm sure his numbers are much worse than what they're leading on to, but we shall see. It is, you know, polls, you know, I, I you take them with a grain of salt, uh, gas prices, <laughs> you know, that, again, that was the big thing they're complaining about. Look at all what we've done. I don't think anybody is stomping their hands and clapping their feet. I mean, scratch that, reverse it. Stomping their feet, clapping their hands, uh, just because we got $4 plus gallon of gas. I don't, think, I don't think anybody's getting that excited, personally. What makes matters worse is you heard a few weeks back that Biden was shipping oil over to Asia, or to China specifically, um, and, uh, that was already an issue because we're having so many problems here in the United States. Well, another report has just come out from the examiner. Uh, the United States is exporting record high amounts of diesel fuel to Latin America and Europe. The new data shows as global demand for diesel continues to outstrip current supply, intensifies efforts to secure U.S. exports or countries are intensifying. Uh, uh, they didn't even put countries in there. Oh, look at that. That's a blip on them. Not me this time. <laughs> It's good for me. Uh, in the first 17 days of July, the UF Gulf Coast exported an average of 1.35 million barrels of diesel fuel per day, according to the new data from oil and, uh, analysis firm Vortexa. 
Uh, it's about a 10% higher than the previous July record set in 2017. Um, when accounting for gasoline and other types of fuel, Forteca analysts told uh, Washington Examiner that the U.S. transportation fuel exports soared another to another record high of 92.1 million barrels per day in July. So, if Joe Biden wonders why Washington Post or Washington Examiner, so uh, if he wonders why uh, his approval rating is so bad and why he's not getting any credit for anything that he's doing. When we continually hear uh, that you're exporting oil and diesel and gas out of the country when we're paying over $4 and most diesel over $5 a gallon, uh, we're supposed to be happy about that? You think that we're supposed to be you know, pleased because, oh, thank you, we went from $2.20 and maybe around $2.79 or $3 a gallon for diesel to almost $6 a gallon for diesel and over $4 a gallon of gas. And just because you've brought it down 50 or 60 cents, that's supposed to make us happy. That's supposed to please us. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, I really hope you don't think we're that dumb. And FYI, in case they're trying to claim credit that they should not be claiming because that's exactly what's happening right now, the reason that gas is going down, if they knew anything about economics, I'm just, I'm just a dumb old Florida guy. What do I know? But I do know this much. When you hit a recession, prices go down. So is it Joe Biden putting them down or, or pulling them down? Is it because of production? Has he increased production? No. What did he do? No, he's fist bumping some people, right? That's a big thing. Him going over there to the Arab countries, fist bumping the leader. Yeah, okay. Fist bumping him. And guess what they told him? We're not going to change our operation. We're not going to output any more oil than we're already putting out. So you're not, you're not cutting it because of that. You're not producing more in the United States. You got, you're obviously not importing more because everybody that you're on your hands and knees begging to produce more, they're not doing it. So why are the prices going down? Oh, that's right. That pesky little thing that all Democrats do not want to talk about, especially with November right around the corner is we are in a recession. Now I know that it's a small amount of us. I think the last poll I saw, it's only 6% of us believe we're actually in a recession. Whereas the majority of Americans believe we're going to be in one within the next year. This is a telltale sign that you are in a recession right now. The gas fuel prices are going down, not because production's up, not because we're importing more. They're going down. Why? Because we are in a recession because uh, Joe Biden, everything that he has done has driven us to this point. So if they would like to get some credit for throwing us into a recession, which now is going to bring prices down. I, okay. <laughs> if that's what uh, tickles your fancy, sure, whatever. Hey, you know, good for you. Congratulations. You destroyed the United States, so now prices are going to get lower. It's not like it's a big help to Americans. I swear these people are, they're so out of touch with reality. You know, you wonder how could they possibly do what they're doing uh, in Congress, thinking that they're helping you, and how do they keep their job? How do people keep voting these people back in? I just... I don't understand. All right, moving on to something more stupid. Last week, the operatives of the political compass memes, Shreddit, announced that they had been contacted by Reddit administrators in regards to certain words used uh, by their over 500,000 members that were 
not acceptable in their cause. Among them were one of the terms were groomer, often used to refer to someone who seeks to indoctrinate children in a far left gender identity ideology. Shocker. Uh, the move was slammed naturally by the LGBT group gazed against groomers, which suggests Reddit went the wrong way in deeming the term to be an anti LGBT slur. You had the people that run Reddit contact them because they're sick and tired of, uh, or they're not happy. I don't say sick and tired, but, or maybe they are. Uh, they're not happy that they're seeing lots of memes uh, and people referring to uh, companies, corporations, uh, other people in general as groomers. I mean, uh, I'm sure Disney hit that list. <laughs> you know, somewhere. I'm not on Reddit, so what do I know? But I'm sure Disney hit that list somewhere. So they don't want to, uh, or what they're requesting is, among the directives was no portraying of LGBTQ as a whole as groomers or pedophiles, uh, calling them slurs or dead naming them and no portraying of being transgender as a mental illness. Well, you know, okay, Reddit is its own company, and, you know, you're going to have that age-old argument of it's their company, and they can you can be allowed to say and not to say whatever you want. It's not, you know, it's speech is free, but I guess not on their platform. However, transgenderism, you know, most of the people that you talk to that are transgender – you know, you could see a mental illness there. I could, I could, something I could get behind. I'd like to see some actual studies on it, but that's something I could get behind because I don't think that that would be considered the norm. I don't think somebody that has, uh, you know, normal thought processes in their head think to themselves, Hey, if I just change my gender, life is going to be so much better. You know, I don't believe, uh, that's a normal thought that crosses most people's minds, but I mean, there might be something there. Uh, though they also didn't want you to use the word 19 or number, I, I, uh, whatever, 1984. <laughs> Scared of a little bit of socialism, I guess, or communism. Um, the gays uh, or the group gays against groomers. It's interesting how they stood up for this because they weren't happy that they went this route in their statement. Gays Against Groomer stand firmly against Reddit's decision to censor the word groomer from their platform as an LGBT slur. What they ended up writing, excuse me, as I change the page here. It's amazing when you hear this versus watching it. I know it's probably annoying to hear the paper in the background. I'll, uh, you know, if, if you don't know, and I haven't said this in quite some time, uh, I am a uh, old school kind of person. I like old cars, old homes, pretty much everything old. I, you know, I dig antiques. That's just my thing. Um, so I like to have paper in my hand. You know, I'm not jumping through computer screens and stuff. And it's not that I don't know how to use a computer. I'm more than capable of using a computer, especially in my job. I use it all day long. So it's, it's not that. It's just I'm one of those people I like to hold what I'm reading in my hand. Not to mention, I don't know, looking at a screen constantly after a while, my eyes get wore out. Paper doesn't seem to beat them up as bad. All right, going back to uh, equating the word groomer as an inherently anti-LGBT slur, they continue to assert that LGBT uh, automatically implies groomer, which is an insult to the millions of us within the community who strongly oppose the sexualization and ideological indoctrination of children. 
The group suggested that by banning the term from their platform, Reddit was inadvertently expressing their support for the grooming and abuse of children and painting our community as a whole as uh, those who support and engage in it. I don't even think it could be said pretty much any better than that group said it because my feeling is pretty much their feeling. Um, you know, I, I think it would be, if you don't know a gay person, that would be interesting. You must live in a very interesting place that you have not met one. But uh, just because somebody's homosexual uh, does not mean that they're groomers. It doesn't mean they're pedophiles. <laughs> uh, go out on a limb here. Uh, not all people are like that. that. That's pretty specific to sick individuals who um, there is a cure for, relatively cheap. Uh, bullets don't cost that much. But uh, I know that in these days and times, it seems that there's a big push to normalize pedophilia. And things like this are not helping that out by banning the word, uh, that use of that word. I mean, first of all, it's a word. And it is describing somebody, and there are plenty of people who do do it. Law enforcement uses it. Um, it's all in, you know, as far as legal goes. You know, what? It, how do they describe what somebody online is doing to children as they're trying to persuade them? Because you could say persuade, but uh, they're trying to persuade them uh, to interact with them. And ultimately, they end up abusing these children. Well, they're grooming them. That is the terminology for it. Okay. And I, I don't see why we're banning words. You know, the left always yells and screams because we don't want books that depict sexual acts in kindergarten classes. And they're all screaming about that. Well, uh, you don't want us to ban books that should be banned, but you want to ban words because you think they're, they're hurtful. Well, they hurt my feelings. Uh, they said groomers. Oh my God. You know whose feelings that should hurt? <laughs> Are you grooming somebody? Because that's the only person who should be feeling weird at that moment. Because otherwise, a word's just a word. See, the funny thing is, the non-guilty parties, anybody that's not grooming anybody or nobody that does anything uh, you know, like that, we don't worry about it. You can use whatever word you want. It's usually the people that don't like that word are the ones that are doing that act because inside it's bothering them that you're calling them something. So you got to wonder, what are the administrators at Reddit doing? Are they grooming people over there? It's just a thought. All right. I'm going to make a statement before I even get into this one because it's just, if you do not like this country, uh, let's use LeBron James, for example, because he's a complete jackass. Okay, let's go there. If you hate this country and everything about it, you think it is so inherently racist, you think that, that life over here is so terrible, why do you stay here? You know, I, a serious question. Why do you stay here? It, it would be the same as this. You're walking down a nice crowded street. Everything's good. It's nice and bright. Lovely, right? You need to get over a block. So you look, okay? And as you're looking down this block, all right, or this little alleyway, it's dim lit. You see a couple of shady characters hanging out somewhere in there. You know that if you go down there, there's a really serious potential or high chance that you're going to get robbed. You're going to lose your wallet. You're going to get beat up. It's going to suck. Do you put yourself in that bad position? No. Most people are like, yeah, I'll stay on the main road, even though it's going to take a little longer. I'll walk around the block with everybody else. I'm not cutting through there. I'm not going to put myself in a bad situation. I'm not going to be in somewhere I don't want to be. 
and I'll get to my destination. Same thing applies here. If you hate America and you think America is that bad, shady alley, why don't you go somewhere else? You know, LeBron James, why use him as an example? Here's a guy who bashes the United States constantly. He creates division. This guy is terrible. He sits there and pretends to read books. I mean, who has a life like LeBron James? How many people have had the opportunity? I've seen people, I've seen young men, especially black young men that play basketball that are amazing on the court. Did they get the same opportunity this fool got? No. No, they're hustling, they're playing ball, and what are they doing? They're working a nine-to-five like everybody else. Who gets that opportunity? Uh, White people included. How many white people get that opportunity? Or Hispanics? Or Chinese? How many people get these opportunities? LeBron James got given an opportunity. Why? Because of how great this nation is. He was given that opportunity because of the way we are designed, that anybody can make it in America. And he squanders it and uses his platform to create more division and beat down the very country that allows him to live the way that he lives. And if he thinks he's so special that he could have done that anywhere else in the world, tell me the country that LeBron James could have came up in the way he came up here in the United States and be worth what he's actually worth. I'd love to hear it because let me tell you something. I can't think of one. So if... uh. LeBron, Joker, James, got something to say on the subject? You want to contact me personally? You know, littlejoecc.com. Go to, the, <laughs> go to the contact section. Send me a message. I mean, you can have it out. With that being said, leading into this next one, Rashida Tlaib. It's now coming out that two men that held key positions at nonprofit groups that were found, li- <clears throat> yeah, found liable in the Hamas terrorist financing scheme, helped organize campaign fundraising for Tlaib in 2018. They also helped her in 2020. I don't need to read all of this to go through it. If you want to look it up, that's on the examiner as well. But Tlaib is another one. She praises Palestine. She hates Israel. She hates the United States. She loves the Hamas. If you hate this country so much... Number one, you should not be allowed to be in Congress. You should not be serving. If you hate this place that much, you should not be serving because you're definitely not serving the interests of this country. So you shouldn't be serving. Number two, again, why put yourself in a bad position? Why go down that alleyway? Why don't you go over to the countries that you love so much and see how you get treated as a woman? (laughs) Take the ball-headed lady with you, Ilhan Omar. Take her with you. You guys go over there since you're so sympathetic. You want to go to Palestine. You want to do a... Go over there. See how well you're treated as women. See if you could have the power over there that you have over here. See if you're allowed to do anything over there that you do over here. See, I'm a firm believer of to serve, you should be clean. And you should love this country, period. Your, your interest should be, I'm going to get in there. I'm going to do my part as an American. I'm going to serve for a short time. I'm going to do the best I can to help out the people in the United States. I'm going to try to get for what the people in my localities, what they want. I'm going to try to get in there and make it happen for them. And then I'm going to get out. I'm not going to spend 30, 40 years in there. That's the way it should be. That's why I'm a big fan of term limits. 
because I think that people that decide to make careers out of this, even if you go in with the best of intentions over time, they get corrupt. I think this is something where you serve one or two terms, go on to the next person. That way you don't get so comfortable in that swamp. That way you go in, you do your civic duty and you get out. Okay. Somebody like this, you shouldn't even be allowed to be in. You should be nowhere near Congress. Yeah. As a matter of fact, you love this country. You hate this country that much. Again, you shouldn't even be in this country. Go to where you love it. What? I, my heart for me is in the country. I would love to, in my dream world, in my ideal world, I would love to live somewhere on a hundred plus acres in a nice little old fashioned 1890s, 1900 home with the wood floors and Everything as pretty as it was back then, I'd like to sit on my back porch in a rocking chair, and that's where my peace is at. That's in my dream world, that's where I would like to get if I could ever get there one day. I may never get there, but that's where I would like to be. Where I don't want to be would be like in New York City. And not because of all the political crap, just that hustle and bustle, that nonstop go, go, go. So if to her... If her idea of the United States is New York City and her craving is the country life, like I just explained, why stay in New York City? Why not go to your country life? But these people, they don't, man. They just, it's depressing because when I look at it, you know, I'm looking at there's so many people in, in Congress and so many of them do not serve the people. They do not serve the country. They don't have the best interests of the United States uh, in, at hand or in their, in their heart. And that's why we are where we are. Because we've allowed too many of these people to get into Congress and stay there far too long. You know, I mean, Joe Biden, perfect. <laughs> 50 years in Congress. Guys accomplished nothing. Until recently, he accomplished whirlwinding us into another recession. Great. You've accomplished the worst inflation in almost the same amount of time the guy spent in office. Great. You accomplished some of the highest gas prices the United States have ever seen. Great. Wow. What great accomplishments you've done. You know, let's go down. It's amazing that they think that they're doing a better job. And I know I'm getting off track here, but Tlaib, I'm done with her. But uh, it's amazing that when you look at when Donald Trump was here, okay, the world was at peace. Low prices on everything. Housing market was solid. Home loans were cheap. People could finally move up and buy into some of their dream homes. Uh, it was affordable to take vacations, to go open businesses. Everything was good. And now look where we're at. Now you have to decide whether you're going to take the family out to eat on uh, uh, when you get paid or, you know, I better not do that because, you know, we got to pay for groceries. We got to get gas. You know, things are tight. You know, we, we might want to just hold on to that money. Vacation, out of the question. Well, we can't travel. How could we travel? We don't have the money to travel right now. We need to hold on to it. Beyond what's happening here at home, abroad, everything was calm. Joe Biden had some of the worst people in the world under complete control. Now, Look at what we have. You got little rocket man firing off rockets. Finally, somebody else besides me was saying something about Iran with their nuclear capabilities. Finally, I heard uh, Buck Sexton and and Clay Travis talk about it uh, on Tuesday or uh, Monday, and I think they're going to do more on Tuesday. Um, So finally, somebody else is saying something about it because Iran said not only are they 60% and they only need to jump to 90, which is easy to do, 
have the capabilities, they're going to build a nuclear weapon and they don't care what anybody says, just as I knew they were going to. And you want to talk about disastrous clay and uh, clay and buck said the same thing. I said, that is probably the worst possible scenario because then how, what do you do to stop it? Cause if you go to get in a war with somebody like that, they're going to use it. Okay. So you got them making nukes. You got uh, the Russian-Ukraine situation. You got China on the verge of invading Taiwan. You got Russia. uh, uh, Oh, God. Russia, China, Iran, and uh, (laughs) the Latin American country. It is like I'm totally drawing a blank right now. It's a shame. Um, Anyways, uh, Venezuela. You got Venezuela. You got all of them getting ready to... Uh, create a pact to create their own currency so they could go against the U.S. dollar, which caused the disruption in us being uh, the world's financial backer. I I mean, everything is a disaster everywhere. And we're talking about in only a little over a year and a half because of this man who's been in Congress far too long. You know, really. More than ever, if you never thought about it or you said to yourself, "Uh, yeah, they they got a point. But when I'm telling you that elections have consequences, I mean, can you see it? If you're on the left, if you're in the center, even if you're one of those strange ones on the right that still leans left, can you see it? Yes, maybe here at home the media was making it sound like Donald Trump was the worst guy ever because they didn't like his mean tweets and all that crap, but the rest of the world was peaceful. Our personal lives were better. You just bought into the crap they were selling you. You didn't tune it out and say, you know what, let me shut everything off and look around me. Everybody's pleasant. Everybody's happy. Everything's cheap. Life is good. The world's peaceful around us. There's no threat of real war. Everything's beautiful. But no, you guys chose to listen to the crap they fed you on uh, CSNBC, CNN, MSNBC, all that crap, CBS, all that crap. You've bought into all of it. And now look at the situation that we're in. So elections have consequences and people need to pay attention to that. And you need to spread that around to everybody you know and say, hey, listen, you know, this, this really ugly fat guy that I tend to listen to from time to time on a podcast, he might have made a good point. You know, think about your life. Mine is take out everything with Trump. Take out all the stuff that he says. How was your life then? The world was safe. Pockets were a lot deeper. Your money was doing better. Gas was cheaper. Life was good, right? Now, look, you don't have any mean tweets. You just got a cranky old, uh, cognitively struggling old man in the White House. The world is a mess outside. And here at home, we are getting pulverized. You know, pass it on. You know, let's, let's, let's rally the troops because we need to in November and in 2024, we got to do the best we can to get the desired result that we need to make sure that life gets better for all of us. Cause really, you know, politics are one thing, but what truly happens is what you feel every day at home. So I think I've said enough. I little, literally went off script and kind of rant and rave, but I think I was a little all over the place and might've even jumped around that point there where it got a little sloppy, but it is it's a podcast. It's live. What do you expect? All right, if you like what you're hearing, please rate and review me. <laughs> if you don't like what you're hearing, don't rate and review me. Just, just go on to the next podcast. <laughs>
you'd like to reach out to me, littlejoecc.com. If you'd like to follow me on True Social, I'm at the Real Little Joe. If you'd like to check out any videos I do, YouTube, Little Joe CC, Rumble, Little Joe's Conservative Corner, and beyond that, it is hump day. We are halfway done. Week's almost over. We'll do it again tomorrow.